1: out there, disaster divas, disaster
0: girl nation. It is I, your co-host
1: Jordan Cruciola,
0: and I. Am and with it's me, Amanda Smith. I'm sorry, I jumped on my intro because I was so excited just to be here with you, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's we're on the
1: press press hold press hold the precipice and yet the threshold at the same time of um you know the new hashtag world. press hold hashtag press hold. Sure. <laughs> um, it's it's the new colloquialism of the uh pandemic world um we're not post pandemic there is still a raging pandemic but we are entering the new world uh in which the pandemic is a factor in a more largely socialized society so
0: it's a fascinating and we're just time. sort of choosing to move right the fuck on from it yeah you yeah, know i definitely want to be clear the pandemic's I, not over yeah, i really this movie appreciate- is not over Nope, I appreciate that the government's like, well, we tried. Let's just go, let's just go with it, guys. Yeah. It's a real well we we Masks. tried. Masks are optional. Tops off. Let's do this. Yeah. No shoot, <laughs> yeah. no shirt. Don't <laughs> matter. You can get service. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't wear a bike helmet. We're taking seatbelts out of cars. Um, just any anything we realized was a good Common sense idea over the past fifty years in just like existing with a social contract, you know, fuck it, scrap it.
0: Silent um, Spring, more like screaming, "Fuck yeah, Spring!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, bring right. back the DDT, bitches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not living unless you're using DDT. Um, <laughs> this podcast brought to you by DDT. Yeah. We're taking sponsors from D- sponsorship from DDT now. Um, we'll take, we'll take sponsorship from you, Dow Chemicals. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's meeting to be a brave new world and how we, we are actually having options now for how we spend our time a little bit more. Some of us, some people, you know, not so comfortable still. And that makes total sense. I will, I, for one, will continue to be masking. Uh, I went and saw two movies this week and I let the mask drop every once in a while. It just got a little hot. But then like, I was masking up in the movies. I'm masking up, sitting in the seat. Like, I just prefer it.
0: Yeah, we're in shared. I air. like, honestly, I'm just going to throw some popcorn inside of my mask and just eat the popcorn through my mask like it's sort of just sort of like a feed bag. That's I mean, how I'm going to go it's with
1: it. what the it's what the mask becomes when it's down and you're eating popcorn. And then you get up later at the end of the movie and you're like you stand and you get the popcorn trail that falls. You're like, oh, that's been in huh. my mask this whole time.
0: Previously, that's what my boobs did. So good yeah. to know. <laughs> well, now it can
1: just fall from one to the other. Oh, lovely. That's, I like that. It's like a
0: cascading waterfall of popcorn. I'm so thrilled for yeah, Thrilled it's,
1: for both of us. You know, like patties on which the the, <laughs> the food resides. Um, it can be harvested from. Uh, <laughs> if we're going to go with the agricultural metaphor, it's the I'm logical sorry, extension. No, I'm just little tiny people
0: just crawling out and harvesting.
1: Yeah, out of your cleavage. <laughs>
0: harvesting the popcorn the popcorn harvest it's been good this year <laughs> it'll
1: be better in 2021 than it was in 2020 it'll be a good year for popcorn um, <laughs> oh no 2020
0: was the popcorn famine yeah. <laughs> for yeah the tiny cleavage people
1: yeah 2020 was the popcorn famine <laughs> <laughs> um you know 2021 just allows us is room for so much more imagination um but today we are here to yeah. talk about uh I, I don't I'm unclear if this is a straight up Italian film or if this is like an Italian American co-production, as was popular around like the the Mondo films of the 1970s. <clears throat> but we are watching uh the great, we are talking about the great alligator from yeah, 1979. 1979. Honestly, so this movie, this is one of those movies that's gonna come down to the end for me. Um I was like how they close this and the message they choose to send with that. Much like Elephant Walk. Like I was yeah. it's kind of like this has all the makings for being a regrettable affair. Um but it, it like how they end it and the message they choose to send with it lets us know sort of the point of view of um of this movie. Similar case with this one. This does not have the prestige of Elizabeth Taylor. Um but I I the ending I was like wow you guys um you delivered in a way I didn't think you could or would
0: yeah I mean going into this I was definitely concerned that Hugely. we were walking into a landmine or not even a landmine just a minefield right like, an AK forty seven just direct shooting you with a lot of really weird gross yeah I was expecting I was this to be a lot of racism deeply problematic yeah. Um, and it's there. And it wasn't it's there, but it wasn't as aggressive. The movie I guess. doesn't take
1: the movie doesn't take the point of view on it that I thought it was going to. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, thank you. That's the yes. It they surprisingly took more of the side against the they they understood why it was bad to have a bunch of white people colonize. Yeah. Like, yes. It, the, and I appreciate that aspect.
1: Yeah. The depictions of the indigenous yeah. folks have no fucking idea what that was meant to be rooted in or like who was the brain
0: shot who was the brain
1: trust on that. There one. was none. They just right. they like, went was, they
0: basically were like, what about what if the people who were in King Kong but instead in Africa. Yeah.
1: And, that and so was that, the- that's you know, that's never good. That's not good. As as a as a friend of mine once said, I was doing a post on like um years ago when I worked for Wired. <clears throat> I was doing a post on like luxury train travel. Yeah. And um There are a lot of, like, amazing, fabulous luxury, long-haul luxury train trips you can take in this world. And a lot of them, specifically in Africa. And they're like, you know, let's go survey the majesty of these old British mining villages. And (laughs) everything Mm -hmm. just was like, so this is a posh, like, high class will cost you like into the tens of thousands of dollars, like train tourism experience to survey the cute artifacts of colonial invasion of Africa, is what you're telling me. This is like a come eat premium food and drink in a very comfortable train car for thousands of miles as we point out the triumphs of like british empire like strip mining of people like in yes. their lands and as, yeah. as a as as that clever friend of mine said when i told her about the post i was doing and how i was really having to dodge those kinds of experiences <clears throat> she was like oh yeah nostalgia tourism in africa's real tricky proposition i was like yeah <laughs> yeah and that i was worried at the start of this movie that it was going to feel like that statement, like, is this going to be some sort of like nostalgia tourism in Africa thing? And it, you're the movie is definitely, you know, tone deaf, but it's also like these, it, it, it ends on the side of these people are interlopers. These white colonizers, these rich white invaders are bad and they will suffer the consequences of what they've done. Again, depictions of the indigenous people can't really can't really say that was admirable um but the the lesson they were appropriately
0: critical yeah they were appropriately critical and and there
1: was um there was land the the land and the people were sort of given the final word on justice for what those invaders uh for what those invaders deserved in response to their creating a tourism hub and spectacle out of um out of indigenous lands. And that I did not think the movie would be capable of that. I was honestly surprised it went that way. I was like, I'm we're just gonna have really a fucking massacre of these people, aren't aren't we? And we didn't. It was in fact the inverse.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised to see that this was a movie about like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a bad thing and this is the arrogance of a white of the white guys. Yeah and it was not a compassionate view of necessarily what indigenous cultures would be. No, but it was a compassionate view of what white colonialism does to indigenous cultures yes. and how we and how white the white colonialism will present itself. as yeah. like I thought that there were there were a lot of aspects to it. So just getting right into it, a lot of uh, Mel Ferrer plays like. <laughs> The owner of the resort, um, Audrey Hepburn's husband, plays the owner of the right, resort. Yeah, and there were yeah. a lot of, like, every line that he had could have been from a first draft of Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes, and John of John Hammond. I think at one point he says, "We spared no expense." Like,
1: yeah, he's like he's like John Hammond meets Ricardo Montalban, Fantasy yeah. Island guy.
0: Yes, he's he is a cruise director. Yeah. who also. Owns this huge hotel mm-hmm. in the middle of virgin land, virgin land. With,
1: as he emphasizes, virgin land keeps
0: really emphasizing that land has a hymen that only he shall be popping. Yeah,
1: yeah, because th- uh, nobody was there before but him. No, just <laughs> them, <laughs> just them, on the as discovered en- land with all of these indigenous people living
0: right next mm-hmm.
1: to them. A visit,
0: it, the one of the quotes, a visit to the primitive land of paradise on earth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which, sure, buddy. I
1: did. I Great. love these sort of like it, you know. I, the, I start kind. Of, I started kind of like wondering like, okay, what's what's really going to go on here when yeah. we hear the we hear the cruise director man be like, you know, we live in harmony alongside the the local people, and as tourism grows, so too does their prosperity. Yeah. And then we cut to immediately cut to, um, like forest land being like tree stands being cleared, but not with um like saws they're just straight up blowing up trees
0: yeah it's and like these are, is this these are these are like yes that is actually yes pretty much You're fucking blowing um, up that seems so
1: inefficient to blow up trees
0: yeah it's either like it's it's not it's not great um and these are <laughs> tweens doing it by the way like these are not fully grown adults he says this and then it's like these children running through the forest stuffing sticks of dynamite yeah. into tree holes In, into tree and holes. then just Blowing them up. Blowing up trees.
1: Yeah. And and it's a real sense of the spitefulness of what it takes to create, carve out this all-inclusive resort in the middle of virgin territory.
0: Yeah, we get great shots of, like, there's bats in the trees. Like, you get a sense of just how much of nature they're... And, you know, and I always... And I wonder if this is stuff that they intended to be, like, the undertone of the movie or if this was supposed to be, like... Look at how exotic the land is, uh-huh. uh, you know, or if it's supposed to be like, look at how fucked this is. These are natural habitats that they're blowing up. It seems like a lot to ask of 1979, and maybe we're viewing it from like the point of view of 2021. But no, it's, it it's, works. It's
1: worth, yeah,
0: because it it ends
1: up working
0: in that yeah.
1: way, and then it's just so it's so it's it's so it's so multifaceted to consider this in the tradition of like those Italian Mondo films with things like with Mondo Cane, um, you have kind of, a it, I consider it like a sort of predecessor to like, it, like that's our first found footage horror kind of. And it's just a, a movie that is a collection of vignettes of real things happening in the world. Like, well, real is debatable. Like the, the, the amount of um, unfettered, just, um untouched sincerely enfolding nature and humanity in the movie is is up for debate like how much was planted how much was sort of orchestrated or nudged along but just like some kind of horrific and terrible things happen in it there's a there's a, like a running of the bulls or, or it's either that or a bullfight vignette in that where a man is gored to death and you you watch a, a man really die um and so it's sort oh my of,
0: god what yeah
1: yeah, you like you see somebody die, like a human being die, being gored, um, and it it there, there are like very and like there are people eating like sort of disgusting things like it's just sort of like this is the world and all of its like splendor and and horror kind of thing and it kicked off there's like a series of mondo films that comes out of that in the 1970s and then of course in like the the mondo cannibalism films that come in the 1970s that's like a strain of italian films sometimes there were italian american co-productions where you have these like the peak like gritty pulp low budget um just cuz you know people who are really fucking trash genre heads love it. Eli Roth loves like Mondo films All and right. like say say no more. Yeah, like like and and the with the the primary the sort of figurehead movie of that movement being Cannibal Holocaust which is about you know
0: a- two things I wouldn't really put together.
1: Yeah. Sure. It's one of those movies that if you if you like are around shitty horror people And dudes, and you say you're really into horror. They're like, oh yeah, like you like cannibal holocaust. It's one of those things that's like supposed to prove something, and it's like, no, I don't enjoy snuff films, so it's whatever. But it's it is it is an Italian American film, and it is about a group of um, American folks going into like the savage Africa. And it's essentially like a found footage movie. Like this documentary crew went, they never came back. Well, they encounter like a savage tribe and there's a very graphic, strange rape. And there's like a whole village burning scene, villagers attacking the documentarians. And then the sort of most infamous moment is a turtle is killed. A real turtle. It's shell is ripped off it oh no. I mean, yeah like it's it's it like you see the in inside like it's like oh my god i didn't know what a turtle look like inside and it's it really happened and so that and i only bring up all of that to be like it's you think of those italian films of the 70s like that where like there isn't really regulation in that way like there's not like these standards in practice where we don't hurt animals and there's kind of this verite aspect of like it's real life so like you know i the Reading it in the 2021 way, we're able to sort of pull these things. But it's like, I'm not saying that that's totally divorced, that intention is totally divorced from the creators, but it also exists in the sort of cinematic tradition of the decade that is very exploitative of like native themes and the exotic and like, you know, maybe even ripping apart animals on screen and having that be a thing that happens. So it's, it's
0: yeah, I was waiting when they, when they had the piglet in the water, I was fully waiting for that piglet to get eaten on screen. Oh yeah, I I thought it was fully going to
1: die. They were like, because there's a crocodile, very Jurassic Park bridge. The crocodile bridge is so
0: entryway into Jurassic Park. And I, I gotta say, it's a really interesting recursive loop that this movie makes because it's very clearly inspired by 77's Jaws. Mm-hmm. yes Oh, jaws definitely. was 77 right or 76 77 yeah 77. 77 so jaws 77 it's very clear like fully shots yeah. the point of view you've got the, the the we have the point of view shots of the crocodiles or the alligators swimming in the water you've got the footage from below yeah. of hands there's so much of yeah, this movie the, that ma- is those so- mouth shots and mm-hmm. yeah it's so clearly a jaws a jaws like inspired piece let's right, say right yeah um But then you get the recursive loop aspect, which is that you then watch it, you're like, there's no world in which Steven Spielberg has not seen this, did not see this film before he made Jurassic Park. Even the way there's no. Even
1: the way the lettering looks on the signs Mm -hmm. is so very, like, oh, that's so familiar to me because
0: that's what it looks like in Jurassic Park. Yeah, the I mean, even I'm, Michael Crichton had to have seen it. Like the approach by helicopter uh-huh. to the facility. There's so much of this movie that you're like, this is this is gives you some bones. It does. It might, it's not giving you the full skeleton, but no. it's giving you a couple bones, which I thought was so interesting. And again, I just love that this is a Steven Spielberg recursive loop. Yeah, happening. and it's just it's it's such a
1: it's such a mishmash of things. It's a fascinating anthropological object like for that reason in like a cinematic textual way and then for the like greater film climate and specifically around like italian exploitation films of the era and like the you know is that is the presenting the horrors of white presence in these places it does that balance out with the very troubling depictions of the exotic quote-unquote exotic when it is when it does seem clear that the movie understands that the quote-unquote exotic would have been fine and would have been better left alone by the white people by the, better left alone than it had if the white people had shown up to bring "quote unquote" prosperity to it, and so it, but like it is presented so coarsely that it, yeah. like, where does the where does the the comment end? Where does the comment it's making end, and the comment you have to start making on it begin? It's really. It's, it's quite the handful of, and like, it would have been, if this was just, if it was just rotten to its core, it'd be easy to be like, oh yeah, it was shitty, it was from another time, this is some regressive bullshit, but there are elements of it where like, again, in the way that it ended, it was like, but I feel like you were doing something where you did want to come down on the right side of this conversation, it's, it's an interesting mishmash, and for a disaster movie, I wish, I, I so enjoyed this last, like, half hour run where the, oh, yeah. the where the god, the god alligator, has finally like really making its presence known. And like I get the, you know, hide the monster, hide the monster, and also budget and practice and special effects cost things. I wish we had gotten like one other big gator melee. Yeah. Cause we get good, like, ooh, it gets things under the water. Like, you gotta have those sneaky ones where it's just like two people off and nobody really knows what happened. But like there I wish there had been one more massacre on screen that like they found later because obviously obviously can't tip them off at the beginning of the movie because everybody has to all the white people have to pretend like everything's fine and that all these like tourists can stay here i wish there had been like just one other gator massacre to give us the like because that scene and basically the feeding pond that they set up at the end of the movie awesome fantastic amazing fantastic
0: I, yeah, I think that the one thing we were missing is kind of what, again, um, to go back to Jurassic Park for yeah. a second, we were missing the goat scene. Yeah. I, yeah. That's and, what and, it was. Like, and kind of, and the, the pig, pig scene
1: happen. was like an almost the goat scene. Yeah. But it's, it's part of your like warm up. So it's not that.
0: Right. And we're, you're sitting there and you're like expect, but we needed, we needed a scene where, yeah, where the alligator did something like, say, ate all the cows. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was like, like, all the pigs. Like, yeah. Th- this is where we've we've had everything, and then oh, it must have been must have been some wolves got into it, and exactly. then you're like, nope, that's an alligator. That is what we were
1: missing. That like yeah. oh, it must have, and because like the boat tried to do that because there's yeah, a, so, there's a
0: boat where like two people go out and they're gonna have sex, sex on this island. Poor Sheena. God oh, damn it, yeah. justice for justice for Sheena. Sheena. So Sheena is a model yes. who. She's she's the only black she's so, woman with speaking like, line. She's
1: so late 70s, early
0: 80s glamorous. Oh, my God. Wow. She is so glamorous. She's smoking from the longest cig- uh, cigarette holder. I think holder. that's the shot of the movie. Yeah. That we, that we meet Sheena
1: with, like, an 8 to 10-inch cigarette holder on a helicopter.
0: Just bored as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And her first line, and really the only line that I think she gets truly Is when she steps off the helicopter after this whole, like, all of, you know, John Hammond light is talking about untouched paradise. Adam and Eve could be here. And she goes, all I know is Adam was a stupid shit. Yeah. And then (laughs) takes a drag (laughs) of her cigarette and walks off. And I was like, fuck yes. Give me the Sheena movie. Yeah. I, I, and it's very like it.
1: a a thing that troubled me at the start was like okay where how is this gonna go is when like we meet the photographer and like we're obviously like the model is black and they've brought a black model to be the face of their african resort so Mm -hmm. it's like this whole cohesive like bring manhattan to the to the untouched exotic world of, of of afar and like you can have these two things all together and your privilege can give you anything but then like They brought a photographer there because he's going to shoot promo material and Sheena's the main model. Well, he's, this guy gets off the plane. He's surrounded by this gorgeous, this gorgeous environs, is this gorgeous model with him. And of course, in the midst of all of this, the most beautiful thing he's ever seen is a white woman. And she comes walking up. And I was like, okay, the way we are already, the way we have our, what I'm pretty sure is going to be our protagonist guy, immediately swept up by this white woman. I was like, okay, I'm concerned. In the exact way that I thought, I'm gonna be concerned because I was like, what is this going, what is he going to do to protect this woman? I immediately started wondering, like, what hell and earth is going to be moved? How many, how many black and brown people in this movie are going to die to save yeah. her specifically? Because <laughs> it immediately sets that up. And then, like, he's like, you know, he's going all around the resort taking photos of Sheena and all these, you know, doing all these activities and all these places. And then he keeps like, the, the, the white woman her name is Allie she's like the assistant to fake John Hammond to the cruise director but she's also an anthropologist and she wanted this job because she is a cultural anthropo- anthropologist and she did want to study like these indigenous people on their land and their customs and everything so he keeps like breaking focus in the middle of these photo shoots and like playfully taking photos of assistant Allie and it's like hey you're being fucking paid to be here how about you do your job asshole
0: Thank you. Yes. I know. She has the right right to feel
1: deeply disrespected by you right now, you dickhead.
0: Yeah. Oh. Sheena is giving it her all. She yeah. was bringing it at a ten yeah. for the entire time, and meanwhile, he keeps pulling focus to, for Ali, who's doing the like playful. Oh no, don't take photos of me! I'm so basic and simple. Yeah. Oh no, I look like I look terrible. <laughs> Picture of me, but I look terrible. Like she is doing what every girl who's ever gone to brunch is doing, and. It's true. I was so mad on behalf of Sheena. I was. Who did not travel all this way and probably get multiple shots yeah. to take this trip.
1: Yes. And multiple immunizations. Um, clearly didn't want – it's not like
0: she asked to be there. Didn't want to
1: be there. Had to go.
0: And She obviously – she knows what the fuck she's being sent there for. Absolutely. And like- the role she's being asked to play yeah and she's basically
1: being dressed up as like but if there were glamorous natives like sheena here like that's basically what she's being asked to come play act as and then this guy's being super fucking unprofessional and using using film not just like digital cast-offs using film exposures to take selects of the assistant to the hotel manager yeah
0: asshole just wasting so much, wasting so much good film. Yeah, that's I just what I'm kept saying. thinking about that. It's like you, you can't. It's not as if you can run down the street and get more at the Photoshop, buddy. <laughs> yeah, a finite yeah. amount here, and you are wasting this on Ally, like who, like I, I ultimately, like I, I more quickly came to appreciate Ally than I thought I would. I don't dislike Ally. Yeah, I oh no, this is not yeah photographer. Yeah, for, no. yeah, I and I think that if you said to Ally, like Ally, girl, he's here for a job. Like, I, what are you doing? And I think like, would have been like, oh,
1: you're so right. Like You're
0: right. This is embarrassing. That's I'm very sorry. important. T- I, I should apologize. She would apologize to Sheena. I think she I would, would like apologize to, to Sheena. I would like to think Allie would have. I would like to think Allie and Sheena would have become friends. I think No, so. they wouldn't have. Sheena's so much cooler than yeah, Allie. Yeah, Sheena would have fucking – But I think she they would have, have bonded have.
1: over champagne one night in a way that yes. would have surprised Sheena.
0: Yes. I do think I, – I agree on that point. I think that they would have at least like – Come to a place where they would have been like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll never hang out in real life. They would say, like, let's hang out when you're in New York next time. And then they would never do that. And they would never do that. And I I, I was surprised. And this was, like, where I was concerned
1: with the way he immediately, like, looks at Allie and is so, like, smitten. I appreciated how they handled Allie for the most part especially given the time and place of the movie in the like it like that we we do find out she is an anthropologist like she's the exact character that we 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 you've seen in so many movies and you would expect to be like having a quiet moment with just be an assistant not be an anthropologist be the assistant to the hotel manager and be talking to the photographer one night like on a veranda and being like isn't it beautiful all of this untouched land and you know, it's so amazing that we can help
0: the local people by being here. Like
1: she was that exact character that was going to definitely be an apologist for colonizing. um, But didn't. She did not.
0: She was actually pretty anti all of it. And in fact was like kind of the mother bear. She, when she's, when she's on, we do get that Veranda scene. Yeah. And and she fucking stops the woman from like being raped. Yeah. Just by yelling in another language. And then like, and she speaks the language and she yells in the other language and she, and she gets the girl to go away and then the you know the muscle is pissed off and she's like she's and she understands the, the structure of the tribes and I was like you know what that's i respect what you're trying to do there guys
1: yeah it, it, i again it, 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 within the context of the era i was like okay this character actually this character for this this situation actually feels like it's it's done as responsibly as almost it could be um, and yeah, that, that scene on the bridge, she's like talking to the photographer and it's that basically with the Jurassic Park parallels, he's the guy, he's the guy who's the the clever girl. Like he's that guy wearing yeah. like the safari khakis. He's the one throwing the, the pigs to the gal, to the crocodiles. He's like the guy, he's the white guy who definitely thinks he like knows a thing or two about the place more than the local people do. Like he's the one who probably like has elephant heads on his wall and that proves to him and to him proves to the world that it means he has exercised dominance over this land and that it is brought to heal by him. And we see like, she's up on the veranda and she like, she shouts down at somebody. And then we look at that guy. We look at like safari captain guy and he's talking to what is clearly a very young girl from the village. Yeah. And she like yells something at her in her language and the girl runs away. And he's like, the, the, the safari guy's like, what did you say to her? He's like, I told her her father was waiting for her in the village and she needed to go home. Like, and he was, like, you know, he's all grumbly and she's like, her father is the, like, is the is the head of that tribe and you need to leave her alone. You need to stay away from her. And he, like, gives her a little grumbly face, but it was like, I actually didn't see that coming.
0: Yeah. I did not see yeah. that coming. And which also, like, I think is an interesting, it gives an, again, an interesting subtext to a lot of this, which is how little the people who have created this are working to understand the tribe itself. Yes, yeah. You know, like the fact they, that they truly think they're helping just by yeah. being there. The fact that this guy, uh, who is like very clearly a second in command to yeah. not John Hammond, is to, to Mel Hammond. Yeah. Is, <laughs> he doesn't, he either doesn't know the structure of the tribe that they are pulling almost all of their employees from. Yeah. Or he knows and doesn't care. The fact that he goes through the, that she's the only one who does, I thought was a really, Like, credit where credit is due, that is, I think, kind of saying something about, like, they're trying to say something there, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but it really felt like that was actually a pretty smart script moment in that sense. Right, and, like, I'm not, we're not giving them gold stars, it's just like, huh, I didn't think you had any of this in you.
1: And there's a moment, too, when, like, the, when Sheena and one of the Indigenous men is, like, they've kind of, like, hooked up and they're going to go off to the love Island and they're going to have sex with each other. And she, um, and Allie and the photographer are back on the shore, like enjoying the moonlight. And she says like, she sees the boat going out there and she's like, that's strange. Like the full moon prevents them from coupling during this time. Like they're not really supposed to do that. It's kind of breaking a rule for them. So she's just remarking upon that. And he comes back with some like glib answer. That's like a play on the full moon. And she said, like, she kind of like, she like her face kind of straightens out a bit. And she's like, you're not an idiot, so don't talk like one. And it's just, like, she just put his fuck. she put him in his fucking place for, like, yeah, presuming to, like, make a cutesy little play on this, like, earnest thing she had just said about their, their, like, community custom. And that wasn't, like, in, we've seen how many times a moment like that where that gets, like, played as a moment of wooing and the girl gets bashful and she, like, you know, blinks and looks down at the ground and said she was like, shut up. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And, why don't you just like play it straight because you doing this thing, it doesn't work for me at all. Like you're being, you're being
0: a moron. And I he was got like, had a real sense huh. from Allie that, that she was into the photographer until he would open his mouth. Yeah. A real himbo. Had a real yeah, himbo. She, she got a real, really just did not seem to be super into him whenever he would like try to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. and be like, Let's go back to looking like having your shirt half unbuttoned and taking photos, which I fully understand. Like that, there's a lot more power to him just being silent and taking pictures than there was to him whenever he would try to be like, "I'm gonna flirt now." Oh yeah, um, and I feel yeah.
1: like I feel like the the sort of overall view of the is like in the reality index context, it really did hit those like in the in a in the right way those familiar bells of like the white tourist nightmare like watching them dance and jiggle at the all-inclusive resort Mm -hmm. and the and the way fake in the way mel hammond was was acting i was like yeah this feels like the right way to be looking at these people my discomfort with them and how they're acting seems to be um, agreed upon by like the people showing me the images. Like, I think they want me to think these people are either like uh, just uncomfortable or like outright jokes, um, of, of, individuals. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's good. And, but I was just like, yeah, these feel like the right kind of entitled or just like completely blithely detached idiots. So that was, I felt like their rendering of the attendees was good, and I, I kind of wish we had gotten one of like the spoiled bitch attendees who'd been like, "Where's my
0: silk sheets?" But at the same time, we didn't need to add more plot. We didn't need to airport nineteen seventy five. It a tight, this wasn't like an eighty nine minute movie, yeah. and it, and I'll be honest, the fun part of it feels long. It does. It does. Yeah, um, I would have liked to have had them bring in the. I agree. Like, I agree. We needed that. I did kind of feel like we needed more. Mm-hmm. We needed. I. So they killed two. I felt like they were killing a lot of the indigenous people. They more did. quickly mm-hmm. than they and I, like. And I was a little kind of miffed at first. So I was like, I want to see some some white tourists die, mm-hmm. guys. Like, I want. I did want that like spoiled bitch to get pulled under the water. I wanted yeah. that moment, and we weren't given that. Um, and I then sh- then they give us like just a feeding frenzy, which I appreciated. But yeah. The only real like other tourist character we get. Uh huh was slut whore mom, which a yeah, <laughs> lot of thoughts on her. Um, yeah. And she's I think come primary to resort for a reason. Yeah. Primary amongst them is honey, you traveled a really long way to get international dick. Yeah. Um, because she has, and she's brought her daughter. And I was like, you know, none of that tracks for me. This woman, if she's looking to, if she's looking to, to make it with a man, she's not mm-hmm. bringing along her drip of a kid. Yeah. <laughs> she's sending that kid that kid wanted to go to camp with the nuns was the exact quote yeah she actually wanted that no one wants to go to camp with the nuns this kid wanted to go to camp with mm-hmm. the nuns um but the mom had dragged her along and then was also meeting up with a man who she'd previously met up with in paris that's right and again and and then she proceeds to ignore the daughter kind of pawn her off onto Ali. yeah um, and this is the only child on this resort, as far as we can tell. She's the only person who's brought a child yeah, with her. I think that is that seems to be true. Only kid there. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I she was supposed to, I think, be our our white satin sheets woman. Like yeah. our but where that is wasn't my, quite her that wasn't quite her profile. It wasn't. But we were supposed to, I know we were supposed to kind of root for her to get hers. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I, that I, it, was one of those sour moments for me was I was like, I'm not gonna root for this mom to get hers, guys. Yeah, like she was not she was not a force of she was not a force of evil. She was mm-hmm. mostly just
1: neutral. And then it would be like, ah, then we're just orphaning a kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and, I, and by the end of it we do. And by disaster movie rules, I think she just gets adopted by Allie and the photographer at the end of the movie. Like as far as I can tell, they just kind of pick mom her made up made it. I don't know. They just pick her up, and they're like, "We're right safe now." They, and that I remember being like, "Wait, they picked her up? I thought mom lived, but no, like they picked her I up, mean, like she was dead." Yeah. And, and at the end of the movie, we just see the three of them, and yeah, then, in the sunset, and then in the sunset, and that's like where it fades out. So I think I mean, maybe the mom lived. The mom might fake her own death just to be rid of this child. We don't know. We don't know. So as far as I'm concerned, like that was a at the end of the movie, disaster movie rules, that child is theirs now.
1: Yeah, that oh that's definitely disaster movie rules. Even if mom's yeah. alive and standing fifteen feet away. Yeah, that child just, belongs to them now. That's the adoption process in a disaster movie.
0: Exactly. Uh, much like in Maneater, how you can just like be like, Well, child, you're ours now. Yeah, you're 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 ours now. Um I and, and you are at the point of
1: like because like I'm watching it, I'm like, man, they just keep killing uh these indigenous people. Yeah. It, but and it like That's not good. But also the ways in which these people would be exploited by that resort would absolutely put them in the positions of most peril. So the idea of them, it's like, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be the people doing the manual labor in the water. They're going to be the people driving the boats. They're going to be the people in charge of like putting themselves on the perimeter between like nature And quote unquote civilization within the resort. And so they would be most in the line of peril. And and the and the the tribal elder says at one point, like, we are being punished for by the God, the Gator. We are being punished because we did not push back on you. Like, because we have been cooperative, our God is now punishing us. Because we should have run you out of this land because it does not belong to you, and it felt like the 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 indigenous people, the tribal people, dying, like sets this stage. And I'm not I'm not attributing this to the filmmakers, but it sets this. Yeah, stage. I think it's mm-hmm. an interesting post read on. Yeah, it. you you think um, that's only the way that it's going to be, but it does set up quite the flip of the script when we've danced around it enough um once we get into our disaster final run it like it's become clear there's no there is no more truce the the white interlopers this their incursion can no longer stand the god is the god of the 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 river is angry and it's going to start fucking taking out everybody it it goes after a pontoon boat knocks people off the side. It's eating fucking tourists left and right in this river. And then they, they've made like a swimming area off the shore and they've surrounded it by like metal gates to keep out crocodiles. But so residents can go swimming in the water. Well, what it becomes is a kill box because the cruise director, uh, Mel Hammond, he has just like, he gets all the people into this like contained swimming area. Like everybody's jumping over these fences to get into this area and they're going to swim to the dock and they're going to get to land. So they get in, they get in this water and they're swimming to the dock. And as they arrive at the dock, all these tourists start like climbing the slider to get up. The tribal folks pour out of the jungle and just start fucking killing everyone. And it's pretty incredible. I was like, when the, when like the people jump into the water, I was like, they better burn down this fucking resort. Like they better let these people burn down the fucking resort. They come out with flaming arrows and spears. They are killing every white face they see. And they are falling back into the water. Meanwhile, the gator hits the fenced perimeter. And because it's a super gator, it is it pries open the fencing with its jaws. And it swims in. And it's got a fucking buffet in front yeah. of it. And it just starts. Whoever's not dying by arrow or spear is getting eaten in the river by the alligator and then we see the cruise director guy he he gets away and he like drives his little skiff onto another part of the shore and he runs up to like go like get back into the resort and he gets there and it is on fire they are laying waste to this fucking aberration and he's standing there like looking at it as it burns and then catches a flaming arrow in the chest and dies yep and I was like, okay, this is the thing that I didn't think the movie had it in it, had in it. This is the thing that I did. I was like, this is the movie all comes down to how this is gonna end. And right now, this movie is making a commitment to who is the protagonist in this film, who are the protagonists in this film that I did not see coming. Because it really it to me, I think quite clearly frames these tribal people. As the protagonists who finally rise up against their oppressors and are cleansing the land of what has of what has made it toxic,
0: yeah, it's like whoa. I, I was, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know if they wanted me specifically to root for the indigenous tribe, but I definitely yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, like, look, there. The I I do want to s- go back though, because when you talk about, you know, I have in my notes. Well, we made it an hour to get to the really problematic part, which is that mm. of course they kidnap in a yes. very like inspired by King it had very, very Bay big Bay King Ray. Kong, yeah. Ray. They kidnap Blonde alley He did not need to do that. No, so they kidnap her, they like strap her, then they put her out on a on a boat. Like As a, it, a it almost looks like an altar
1: of some kind. The way that yeah. she's latched to it, she's a, a white dress that's wet and clinging against her skin, and she's tied yeah. by like binds to these, you know, you know, to to the, to the
0: sticks and, and yeah,
1: yeah. And it's just like, oh, fucking, come on,
0: yeah. And and it, she it tells the
1: photographer, "I was to, like I was going to be a sacrifice at dawn to the alligator." It's like the alligator just
0: ate hundred people. What the fuck are you here for then? Like we didn't need it. We did yeah. not need it. I mean, like, honestly, if anything, I would have almost liked it if the, if he had gone. To, and there was no world in which they were going to do this. But if he had gone to rescue her and she was like, they were saving me from what they were going to do back at the hotel. Right. Which is like, because I'm more, been,
1: yeah. I have been an ally to them. I have been, I have respected their culture. I have, like, made bonds with them. Like, we care yeah. for one another.
0: That would have been such a better fucking answer. Which there was no world in which they were going to do that in 1979. I know, um, but that would have been a really was, that, that would have been the best better. possible
1: idea in this in the circumstances.
0: Yeah, if you're going to have um, a bunch of like faceless, nameless, dark-skinned indigenous people kidnap a white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman. Yeah, you gotta like let's try and put a positive on this, but no, it was that was the that was the sour note for me on it. Um, but it also like. One thing I I guess to the movie's credit um, <laughs> is that it's not as if when she gets saved, mm-hmm. um, the photographer has to take out a bunch of people. Yeah. There is a, like, I was expecting there to be a lot of us having to root for, or not having to, but being expected to root yeah, for- Yeah, being expected. The photographer- killing indigenous tribes people. Yeah,
1: like him 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 strapping on a bow and arrow yeah. and being like, I'm gonna kill our way out of here. I was like, oh no, don't take this turn. Don't take this turn. Yeah.
0: I was I was kind of waiting for that. I mean like here it is. Cause this whole movie I was like, there's another shoe. There's gonna be another shoe. And I was yeah. just waiting for that other shoe. And I guess, you know, credit where credit's due, like I don't want to say that, but also, you know, it could have very easily gone that direction and I am surprised that it did not. And that we basically, except for one person. Yeah. Who very understand, like
1: you've taken the sacrifice off the altar. I'm going to, okay, well I'm going to try and kill you and her.
0: And there's a tussle and he kills the person and that's it. It's like, Oh, okay. I mean, that's just a one-on-one fight. Yeah. They escape by van. They don't hit anybody by the van. I was like, okay, you know what? That's a surprisingly low body count. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that guys. Thank you. 1979 Italian director. I was glad about that. Um yeah.
1: and there isn't I there isn't a I it it gives it like it it lets it lets the tribe stay the protagonists in that way. Like you yeah. said, it doesn't put us in a position where it's like, all right guys, and now you're definitely gonna want to root for photographer and Allie as they just like you know, they go set fire to villages or something to get justice for what just happened in return. Like, it doesn't become this circular firing squad situation. And then we get, in in the final run we the van they get in the van they're driving away and they're going over the crocodile bridge and it collapses and then we get this great like we get this great look of like this little model vw truck falling <laughs> the water and then like we and then like we i love the the few wide shots
0: of the alligator we get underwater water where we see like
1: a little like rubber model just yeah, like but they've
0: just pushed from off camera and yeah, it, with it
1: like arms fixed in position yeah. just like shooting through the water and it like comes upon the van they're trapped under like they're trapped in the van i thought that was a good underwater sequence there's they're trapped in the van oh there's air tanks in here because they do go like swimming under the water like that made sense that made sense that they would have those air tanks for like scuba and so they're breathing with the apparatuses and the alligator is like i wish they had i mean i'm conflicted on the end end because it, the, the face-off becomes big like king alligator against photographer guy in the van, basically, at the bottom of the lake, at the bottom of the river. And he finds explosives in the van, which I don't know that those would have worked after being soaked in water under they there. They would not
0: have, no. Yeah,
1: that seemed strange. Um, he ends up, it's such that like it's attacking the van. He finds the explosives. He blows the fucking face open of the alligator and kills it. And so it, we end up... We end up with despite our our tribes people being made protagonists they're still given a white savior. Yeah. And it was like, ah, come on. Couldn't the alligator just have lived? Like, ultimately, the tribe is happy the alligator, because he kills the gator. They come to land. And then we see the the, the tribe closing in on the, the survivors from the resort. And everybody's like, oh, fuck, they're here to finish the job. But then they find the head-exploded alligator on the shore. And they're like, he's dead. Like, they are happy to not be like living in fear of the giant alligator anymore. And I was I was worried there would be like a let's lift the photographer on our shoulders and celebrate him as our new king kind of thing. No. Fortunately, it did not do that. Um but it was like a I mean, I I wish he I didn't need him to be the one to vanquish the alligator. Like I I wish the people themselves could have could have kept their own issues in house. But yeah. ultimately, I think it was a I think ultimately this movie resolved much closer to something resembling responsible than I had assumed it would be capable of at all going into it.
0: Yeah, I I agree that ultimately, like when we decided to do this and we didn't really talk about it beforehand of like, eh, it wasn't until we were actually on the podcast we we're like, well, this could be real, real questionable, real problematic. Yes. Let's yes. maybe proceed with caution. Um they did a better job than I expected. Yeah, it was better than um, I expected. Yeah, like I'm not And its gonna... assertion
1: seemed to be the correct one, which was that yeah. this was a this whole resort shit was a bad idea to begin with,
0: which Jordan, I think we can get to in what was this really about? Do you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah. And we will do that after we give you guys a little message.
0: A message that should be familiar to you by now, but should have no less resonance. Than it every, has ever before. You know, Jordan, when you go to church every week, you hear the same exact sermons or the same <laughs> prayers, but it doesn't matter. They still, you find something new every time in you the prayers. You find something new every time in the prayers. And so And so today, that's why I got to ask, folks. Yeah. Yep. Do you love movies? <laughs> do you love movies? The good ones, even the bad ones, everyone told you not to like. It sounds like Super Yaki might
1: be the place for you. I am definitely tagging Andrew this next time and being like, you really need to make sure you listen to the ad roll in this episode, Super Yaki. (laughs) (laughs) The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them.
0: I'm going to keep reading this like I'm a a street side preacher. A tent revival preacher. The Jewish tent revival preacher from super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us who go to the movies by themselves to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Florence Pugh (laughs) made marmalade. Like Job himself surviving the trials i've never been to church i'm jewish so i just assume you shout a lot when you're really enthusiastic about things right yeah i mean or you you on the church yeah i i'm like trying to like how do you read this like a
1: cool pastor like a cool youth pastor you know i don't know you have
0: to sit you have to sit backwards in your chair yeah if you're a cool
1: (laughs) youth pastor you're you're sort of leveling yeah you're leveling
0: you're leveling you know folks you know who loved movies good (laughs) ones even the bad ones everyone told you not to like jesus
1: Jesus. Our Lord and Savior Jesus. No, the and
0: and, Jesus. and, 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 and Super Yaki,
1: they they even carry enamel pins of some of your favorite directors like Jesus, like Hayao Miyazaki <laughs> and Guillermo del Toro.
0: Superyaki <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got this. Super Yaki joyously yes. brings you tangible love letters to your favorite movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride.
1: Plus the team at the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly
0: alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you yes you <laughs> listeners can be saved 10 percent! On their order, wow! With code Disaster works. Diva, all caps, no spaces. No disaster spaces. Diva, no spaces <laughs> at checkout. You know what is the greatest checkout of all, folks? What is the greatest checkout of all, Amanda? When we die and go see our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro up in the big screen in the sky. That is absolutely
1: <laughs> right. Sitting, sitting in your brand new Dev Patel summer T-shirt. Which was recently a featured item on superyaki.com. So if the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies and praise. Amen. Praise (laughs) superyaki. That was
0: deluxe work. That was deluxe work. In (laughs) case you ever wondered if these ad reads were live, guys. Standing (laughs) ovation.
1: (laughs) If I if I were if I were in L A where my mic stand is located, I would start clapping. But right. currently <laughs> to clap, I have to slap the microphone. So.
0: Yeah, um, just, just Freddie because you know you can see the video of this. Jason does all of these while holding the microphone, just yeah, off just holding to the it side. in a jaunty way. Yeah, it's just he. Everything about him feels like he's a guest on a morning show. You're yeah, like, hey guys, hey, yeah, no, nice to be here. Thanks. Like he's leaning <laughs> to the side. Jason currently Special. has a flat brim on and a neon T-shirt. Suns out, guns out, like.
1: Yeah, I've got, it's it's my Arizona green tea hat with the Aztec pattern, and of course, uh, my Ninja Turtles tank top.
0: Yeah, so I'm it's just, summer. and then he's just leading casually, and he's just got a real, just real improv comic kind of guy vibe. But in the best way, like <laughs> 80s, 80s comic who's at the radio show promoting his new stand-up show.
1: Yes, and I've got a gun in my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an operation. I don't know. I'm doing hacky improv.
0: <laughs> no, you were great. That was pretty much like every every single improv show I've had to go to. So thank you for that.
1: <laughs> A little yes
0: and in there, um, which that brings us to yes and. What is this movie really about? I mean, I think that we can agree that this this is one of those rare times where the subtext of the movie is really what the movie was about, which is yeah. guys, colonialism's fucking
1: bad. Colonialism's fucking bad it is there bad. there's there's no retconning it to make it better there's there's no way to package it in terms of well it's our it's our it's our historical it's our legacy it's our it's our culture you know it's just part of our history
0: it's like well the history informs the present so it's really super fucked up i mean yeah you know it's the culture of fucking intestinal parasites to go into my intestines and suck <laughs> yeah. me dry so i guess what they should also have like a celebration of that no fuck you yeah, it was, <laughs> Yeah, colonizing, was a,
1: colonizing occupations. Occupations are bad.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. So that's a yes. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> that is. I don't want to be flippant um, about that aspect of it. Right. The second. Right. And 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 we shan't. No. No. I know. I. It's. Yeah. Um but yes it is bad and uh one thing that i think was really like that you kept on i kept on coming back to is the great argument of capitalism is that you know look at how we're going to take this uh, this virgin untouched forest and we're yes. going to put a resort here and we're going to make the natives lives better better and the argument is we're going to give gonna them jeans it- amanda we're going to yeah. bring them jeans I mean, look, I love jeans as much as the next person, but there is no life made better by the fact that now you're told you have to wear pants.
1: <laughs> Baseline, yeah, Baseline. it's
0: just not. It's I. It is not the best life, but the fact that like the idea that it, I think that the idea that there is a that there is a standard of what good is, and that mm-hmm. prosperity is the best thing you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Um, while also, as we saw from the beginning, they were demolishing what is. Probably their version of prosperity, which is ample woods that provide all the things they could possibly need. Right, yeah. So, just destroy the giving land that provides. Yeah. And instead, you're going to be forever shackled to having to work for a living instead. In order to get prosperity so that you yeah. can keep affording to buy jeans because we're going to make you wear pants now. Yeah, because now you have to buy the jeans because now you're jeans-wearing people. Well, it, yeah, and it's not even like it's it's a choice. You just have to because if you're not going to wear jeans, then obviously we can't give you jobs. And if we can't give you jobs, then how are you going to live and feed yourself? Because exactly. we've removed the ability for you to feed yourself without jeans. Exactly. <laughs> to feed yourself without jeans. So it, that's – I mean, so yeah, that was to me like – it all comes back to the evils of colonialism, but to me in particular, it was the, what do we, like, what do we project and assess as prosperity, and what do we project yeah. and assess as a, necess- as a necessity, mm-hmm. um, was a real subtext to this movie for me, and uh, yeah, I think this movie is really about how we just should probably not go and mow down virgin lands to make white paradises yeah no i think that
1: and and that like that is definitely what this movie was really about and my little just sub thing off of that is exactly what you just said i've never stayed at an all-inclusive resort and they freak me out like Mm. they really like okay an all-inclusive in florida fine but like posh all-inclusive resorts in like I think what would be framed uh, by the sort of purveyors and these like exotic locales make me really uncomfortable, and I I don't like I just I don't know enough about the whole situation to have a fully formed opinion, but I just feel like I'm like are they bad? Like I feel like never, they're never never
0: take a cruise. It's it's, I, it's it's literally the same exact concept but floating. It, it yeah oh it, no it, and I've been does, on, yeah. I was on
1: one three day cruise for a little like middle school students go abroad thing that I did when I was it when mm-hmm. I was like thirteen, and. Even then I was like, I don't like cruises. Cruises yeah. cruises skis, skis me out a bit. And I just, I don't know. I don't think I could say that setting up a small, small Edens in the middle of other countries that mm-hmm. live their lives in the way that they do and just like paying a lot of money to go hang out in these little protected enclaves with other people and other cultures like adjacent to you yeah. that you can experience in the most sterilized way if you choose to partake of s- certain amenities as a- as opposed to like actually understanding the world in in which this place exists as a bubble i'm yeah. i'm going to like i'm going to maybe say all inclusive resorts are bad i don't know that's really like what this movie about is about to me is we really need to reevaluate our position on all inclusive resorts <laughs> i don't they make me so uncomfortable and i just don't think i don't think we should be settled on these being a okay or a thing that we make and do i don't i'm not okay. i'm not good on that being a
0: settled issue i you know what i like it i like i like that as a as a deep cut for this one is uh, no more all-inclusive resorts it's just like it feels just like like white
1: and, and not that it, it is it is it only belongs to these people like but like I'm like my friend, my sister, one of her best friends loves an all inclusive Mm -hmm. and they're like 28, like loves an all inclusive, like takes like if she's going on a trip somewhere in the world, she's going to an all inclusive. Yeah. And so it's not exclusively the territory of like the 40 and over white American tourist set, but that's just so what it feels like. And that's absolutely the vibe that they, that they sell you in this movie about who's populating this resort. And it's just like, I don't know. The people I know who fit the bill of folks who are are passionate about those kinds of trips to different places, they're not people who I necessarily love their point of view on the world. (laughs) Like, I know some of those people from home and their sort of point of view on the world. I'm like, yeah, I feel like the way you look at the sort of macro perspective tells me that if you love an all-inclusive, all-inclusives might be an issue. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they... (sighs) Yeah, it was just things engineered
1: for the comforts of like brittling bones of white tourists feels very not great
0: yeah pretty much every like the two times i've gone to that those sorts of situations it's just been it's felt icky it is icky because like you like
1: like you employ from the local workforce like you employ like you have a you have a company somewhere people have the jobs that live in the area and then it just becomes a thing of like if you're in a place somewhere else in the world and that you you're you're going to have a lot of black and brown people waiting on you yeah. if you if, if you are in a place where the local complexion of the population is non white and that I'm oh no, I mm, that would that would not make me feel like I was getting away from it all and just well, simply with relaxing
0: with, with the abundance that comes and the overindulgence oh, that comes. The it, abundance like, that's the thing me that out, really man. gets that's the thing that gets me about these is that it's not so much the all inclusive, it's the all inclusive aspect in the sense that's like, hey, and here's a buffet where we're gonna throw out 80% of the food mm-hmm. just because we wanna show you how much food we can put out here. It is that's ooh, God, yeah. That's what gets me is the is the abundance and the waste I'm just like, oh, this is this is gross. Like
1: I have, and this this is very and it, it, it like it uh, and an all-inclusive setting off bells for me it makes a lot of sense of my personality in the sense that I the a thing that scares me most in this world is convenience. Yeah. I am very freaked out by an overabundance of convenience, um, which is not to say that like I don't benefit from convenience. I certainly do, but like I have a rule for myself with food, like, I and I, 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 don't get to, I don't order food in because, like, if I can't go get the food myself, I don't get to have it. I just, like, I wanna, like, and the idea of, a thing that freaked me out about living in New York was there was so much available around me and, like, every neighborhood and every block that I was, like, I could be self-sustaining in one tiny corner of New York And that makes me uncomfortable in a a city that is a a challenge to live in in many ways. Like it does. There is a lot of like adversarial quality about New York. It's not like a simple place. But like I don't I want to leave my neighborhood. I want to leave the the immediate surroundings that I'm in. I don't want a robot assistant to answer my beckon. Because when you get conditioned to convenience, when it gets taken away you get kind of bratty and bitchy about it. Like how annoyed do we get at our phones when they don't do a thing as fast as we want because we are used to like robotic assistance on demand doing a thing we need and like maybe Alexa doesn't hear you and then you're like, I, you know, volume up Alexa. Like you get really mad at it. It's like, you just got mad at a thing that helps you for free and makes your life easier and you just, you get conditioned little by little to things being so easy. And, like, all-inclusive resorts, they make
0: yeah. your life too easy. As like, so we the we abundance. live in a society, don't we? The abundance. Oh, God. The abundance. Um, uh, uh, yes, Jason, we live in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> yeah, you know? Jordan, as someone who who just this last winter was working customer service, um, oh. and my job was to sit on Robot the phone. The assistance are going to further ruin the lives of well, service people. It was it, the problem. You would be shocked how many people could not believe that one I can't make FedEx deliver on a Sunday uh, and two uh, how dare you that during a catastrophic ice storm in February in the in the middle of the country that never has exposure to these sorts of things right. where FedEx's main distribution hub is how could we not be able to get the product moving from FedEx I'm like Amanda, well because how could you it's christmas how am i how it's Christmas. I, How I ruined, dare you? I ruined Valentine's Day for so many people, Jordan. You did. I did. I personally for my inability and I'm like I and the and it was and it made and that was right around when you were talking about the you had made a comment about convenience. And I was like, "Oh, this is because people are used to mm-hmm. things being mm-hmm. so fucking convenient that now that there is a little like and this is basic common sense. I have no none of us have any control over this. If you turn on the news, People are fucking dying in the middle of the country because there is a catastrophic ice storm. Yeah. How do you think FedEx is going to get their packages out?
1: Right. It's just, it really like it, I, it, it yeah. and because it, it's, you know, we in the live in a society thing. Yes. And it, it but it, it, like, when you get used to conveniences and those little automated parts of your life, you don't suspend that expectation when you start dealing, when you're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go away. It just starts to like, pervade every aspect of how you move through the world and what you're entitled to and what you should have and how quickly you should have it and how smooth it should be. So like to me, all inclusives and with that abundance, like that gluttony shit, it's mm-hmm. just such an encapsulation of that love for convenience that makes me deeply uncomfortable. And it's like, that's what the movie fucking Wally is about. Yeah. People become slugs that sit in floating chairs and their bones get small because they don't move. And like that uh, horror yeah. movie.
0: I used yeah. to say I, I used to firmly believe that everybody should have to like instead of having mandatory like army service, everyone should have to work two to three years in wait staff or, or working in a honestly, that's a, a good um, idea. What's it called? In a store. Yeah. But now I firmly think that like all of us need to work in a distribution warehouse. Like, we all need to put in six months working for Jeff Bezos, guys. Yeah. Not oh, because, Yeah. just just so we can all be like, wow, this is not how people should live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I say that as someone who orders regularly off of Amazon because there are no other options because that's what happens in capitalism is that- Consolidation. The big, yeah. He he <laughs> demolishes everything. He, much like the giant alligator, well, eats he made everything, everything most convenient. in his path. He made the most convenient things, so he mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. And so now, the less convenient but more ethical options don't exist, which was like an issue I had when I wanted to self-publish my book, and I wanted to self-publish and use a drop shipper. And the only drop shipper who existed now is Amazon because they bought Shit. all of the smaller companies. So there was no way for me to do uh, to publish and drop ship rather than have to publish and order a bunch of books that I would be on the hook for, because the all of the other companies that used to do it were bought by Kindle.
1: This is why. It's so hard to get into the good place. Mm-hmm. This is why.
0: Yep. <laughs> it's a Jeremy Baramy world. Yeah. No, I've accepted that, like, I'm going to be in the bad place and my torture is 100% going to be uh, – my friend tweeted about this other day that she was getting, like, a dental procedure done and the dentist and his assistant were talking about a subject that she knew a lot about. Oh. <laughs> it gets worse, Jordan. You know what that subject was? Was it baseball? <laughs> Hawaiian volcanoes oh wow Can and you, you just imagine? have to just sit there and like aw, 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 yeah like and all i want to do is yeah. talk about hot spots and hawaiian volcanoes and how cool they are and instead i've got hands in my mouth but that's that <laughs> but eternity yeah hands hands in your mouth drills in your mouth yeah and all i want to do is talk about volcanoes with people who want to listen that is <laughs> that is my bad place that's true. Um, a hundred like forget butt spiders. I'd probably be into butt spiders by after a couple oh, hundred yeah, million years. Oh the butt spiders. <laughs> nope. Puddle nope. of mud on repeat forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, D-
1: Darcy Carden. I miss Darcy Carden. Um, being a regular in my TV life. Um, but I, I suppose that should bring us to, uh, fantasy casting. Mm-hmm. I kind of so, don't
0: even know what to – I, 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 I like, can't yeah. take this movie to – like, I can't take it to the present. Oh, if someone was like, what if we made this in the present? If someone came to me and was like, we want to remake this for a $100 million, I'd be like, good luck with that. Have fun. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. There is literally no way, short of making it like a Westworld scenario yeah. where it's an untouched Earth. <laughs> yeah. And then the, like, space god is angry and there's yeah. no settlers and there's no – but then, like, there's no way to do this. and. I, the only thing I, I kind of sat there. And I was like, I guess Oscar Isaac as a photographer would make him likable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely was like, hot. it'd be who, very hot. Who would I like to see running through the through the jungle in a shirt half unbuttoned? And I settled on Oscar Isaacs, But no, I think that's a good. I think that yeah, I, I, I I'm like, it's like it's a time capsule. I'm leaving it in time. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, but, we're not, we're not bringing this back. We're not bringing this to the 21st century. There's no need. Yeah, we're not reclaiming. We're not reclaiming the great alligator. Um. So then what, what are the Towering infernos for you?
0: Whew. I know, it's a tough one. I, you know, I have to give it like a 2.5. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. They did what they set out to do. Mm-hmm. It was not necessarily done well even for the time in terms yeah. of like the movie itself, independent of, we're giving it a lot of like points on for not being racist.
1: Yeah, um, just,
0: yeah. Like it didn't
1: achieve something Let's just it, be clear. it yeah. just didn't it didn't do the the bad things in the bad ways we super anticipated that it was going to, yeah,
0: it it, it like, okay, it it did the bare minimum, yeah, um but it's not good. <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> like not the movie good. is also separately, and we don't even because we're so focused, we were so focused through the bulk of this of this podcast on like, all right, it didn't it didn't do the bad things we expected. It didn't do a lot of the disaster. Like the last act is is does insufficient give give disaster. Yeah. So I gotta go two point five. If someone's like, I have to watch this movie and I'm really worried, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to watch this movie. I'd be like, you'll be fine. But I would never tell someone you should go watch it. I would maybe say to Steven Spielberg quietly off to the side, like, okay, so level with me here. Did you watch The Great Alligator? Uh huh. But I would never otherwise bring it up of my own volition.
1: Yeah. I I think I'm I'm that's that's right where I am too. Two point five. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like, honestly, for a movie like this, that kind of feels like the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For like the the like reg- like probably regressive um, includes a a, a storyline in which people talk about savages. Uh, I feel like that's the ceiling on a movie like this. So I, I think it it it
0: needed more disaster, but it's it's a two point five. Yeah. And you know what it. That's probably more ratings than it ever got when it was released. So yeah. congratulations, the great alligator. We've done what we can yeah, to give you I, I did love
1: and, and, and full credit to that uh, disaster melee in the third act. That was great stuff. Yeah. That was great stuff. The water terror in that scene was great. I, I, I loved the perfectly kooky um, looks at the alligator that we got underwater and his big jaws closing on people. That was That was a, a little hoot. They tried. They did. They, they did try. Um,
0: so yeah. next week, Jordan. Yeah. Next week, uh, Amanda may or may not. There's a chance I will be here. There's a chance I will not. You know, sometimes you get an Amanda. Sometimes you don't. This it's, I got to say, in, in this has to be close to like 80 shows for us at this point. And I think this is the first one where one of us might be missing.
1: Yeah, I mean it's we are now as as we you know did I did a little preamble about the new world uh work trips actually exist again. Yeah. And so that might be claiming Amanda's time uh to a complete degree next week, we will have a guest host with me. Friend of the show Sam
0: Weinman will be returning. Amanda still yet may join, and it may yeah, be the three it of us. Yeah, I might be there. It might be three of us. It might just be the two of them. Mm-hmm. A little like Otz-Tyrion within. Yeah, yeah, an Otz-Tyrion d- takeover of yeah. Disaster Girls. Um, and we will be. We're going
1: new release this time, you Disaster-on. guys. Disasteron. Disasteron. Um, we are we are going new release. This is very exciting. We have like a new. Time pegged release that we're going to talk about for the the episode with Sam. We're going all in on the Army of the Dead, the new Zack Snyder zombie movie, uh, out on Netflix now. Me and Sam have seen it together in theaters as of this week, and when I went to him, was like Amanda wanted to know if you would guest host. Um, next week, uh, whether or not she can or cannot make it, and he goes. I mean, to, for starters, yes, I will. And I was like, "We will you to pick the movie." He's like, "Okay, can we do Army of the Dead?" Like immediately, <laughs> he wanted to do Army of the Dead. So that's what's happening. Yeah. We are doing it. So that's Hell on yeah. Netflix.
0: That's in movie theaters. Um, it is. You know, make a choice about in that one. I guess it's, it's, in some theaters. Know, I it's saw it in release, one. It's very. Yeah. So limited. those are options, and you know, if nothing else. Tig's in it, so that's a good one. Yeah,
1: Tig, Notaro, Tig Notaro, um doing great work in her slapdash
0: uh, replacement role that she really makes sing. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that'll be next week, and that is on Netflix or in theaters. Um, and Jordan, I guess that leads us to her sign-off. Indeed. Jordan, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at JorCrew, J-O-R-C-R-U. Um... And a couple pods coming soon. Neon Demon single topic. Ots Tyrion coming back. Good stuff. Nice. And don't you have a a Patreon? Patreon, we have the Patreon. Patreon.com slash cruciola. Um, where I haven't written in a bit, but I am like in production on uh two podcasts. So I promise you fruits of labor are coming your way. (laughs) Cool. And Jason, where Uh, can we find find you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jason Halftones. Uh, go to that might be for more podcasts. That's that's all I got.
0: All right, and I'm Amanda R Tubbs on Twitter, and that is Tubbs with two Bs. Two Bs. Two Bs. Um, and you can find me there, just endlessly um, yelling about baseball or yelling about volcanoes. Volcanoes. Yep, that's those are really those are those are two of my speeds right now. Um, and then of course we are Disaster underscore Pod on Twitter. We are disaster pod at gmail.com and we're disaster girls on letterboxed if you want to go see what movies we're doing. Uh we get a lot of questions on Twitter of like, are you doing this movie? Are you doing that? And the answer is most of the time yes. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many movies in the world. Mm-hmm. And you can always, if you if like we love it when you tweeted us, but you can also always be like, Oh, hey, it's on the list. That's awesome. I'm gonna follow this list. If Hell you need to yeah. do if you need inspiration for what you're gonna watch that night, you know, we've got so many movies, <laughs> uh, and then of course, guys, please rate and review us. Give us five stars. You know, please do do that. Go all in. Come on, just go for it. You know, be. We, we in are. You. We are a giant alligator god to which you should pray. We are the god Muja, which by the way, I'm <laughs> we, impressed that we made sad. it. We made it through this entire podcast about a giant alligator without once bringing up Muja. You're right. Muja would have alive. been. Would Muja have been alive when this was made? Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah was like yeah, uh, Muja was it was alive through World War II. Yes. World War II. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mujah so was, this is this is yet another animal working under orders from Muja. Yeah. Muja was like, "Okay, yeah, you're a giant alligator. Go tell them you're a god." <sighs> that was that was Muja's. He's like, "Just tell them you're a god. Yeah. They'll believe you." They'll believe Do you. It. They'll believe you. People want to believe. They want to believe giant alligator. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. We're going to take down this weird little this horrible little group of settlers. Yeah. Um Muja Anti-colonialism since 1932. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Some of us at least for uh, (laughs) some of us, maybe all of us for the Army of the Dead. We
1: will see you for that zombie takeover. First zombie
0: movie for us, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. mightbecool.com You never know